I'm Danielle Laporte, and essentially, this is a one-woman show about self-realization called With Love, Danielle. I'll be talking about compassion, self-help fatigue, sex, joy, serving the world. This is about a spirituality that's way more rock and roll than it is oppressive. I am not into making grand motivational promises, but I can commit to showing up as fully, sincerely, authentically as possible with the intention of really alleviating suffering and amplifying joy just for starters. It's about doing everything I can to help all of us feel a little less crazy, a lot more full of possibility, and clearly part of the solution. Hello, my loves. We are going to talk today about harmlessness. Harmlessness as a virtue, harmlessness as our expression of spiritual warriorship. All right. Who out there identifies, fancies themselves as a spiritual warrior? You could take that down a notch to say, I'm just, I'm an agent of change. You could be a little more subtle and maybe you're stepping up to say, I just want to leave the world better than I found it. All right. I'm walking in the park with a friend who's not happy with the results of a particular presidential election. And he says, and this guy identifies as a peacekeeper, I just wish he would die. Meaning the guy who got elected. And I actually, I, I felt that in my heart. I was like, ooh, wince, ouch. You, you... My peace-bearing, spiritual, war-opposing, wise friend want to incite violence against this other person. This This isn't making sense. So many times we are standing on what we consider to be, and who knows, under the capital T truth, the big umbrella of truth, we are standing on the right side of history, of law, of economics, of science, of literature, of humanitarian work. We're there. We are on that bedrock of virtue. And then we slip and we get a little bit hostile with our words. Our energy is violent. Something from our past about how our fathers treated us or how we think we got bullied sneaks out of our mouths into the conversation about saving the world. And one more time, the shadow wins over the light in that moment. The 95% of our human existence, which is in the subconscious, I know that's kind of a depressing metric, (laughs) but in my experience, it's true. And Carl Jung believed that to be so, and Albert Einstein, and so many mystics, how I've decided to live with that possible loose fact is I have got 95% of myself that is untapped light and great energy and divine power. So it's only up from here. But what happens in our pursuit for peace, for justice, for community building, for resolution, is our, our old stuff just comes up to bite other people, and, and it backfires. And that's why we're in the global shit pickle that we're in right now. So 
I'm talking about harmlessness as a virtue, virtues being states of consciousness that are vibrating at a high level, virtues being energies that we embody that come from the source of all sources, divine love, harmlessness as an expression of divine love. This means that we fight without causing harm, that we pursue and seek and push for justice without creating further damage or division. This means that we embody the peace that we know can happen in our hearts, and that peace is conveyed in our words, in our texts, in our emails, in our campaigns, in our tone, in our body language. So first, let's talk about spiritual warriorship. Let's talk about the spiritual in spiritual warrior. Actually, let's talk about the unspiritual in spiritual. So if spirituality, if spiritualness, if truthness is about expansiveness and love and the divine and our true essence, then the counter to that is closed, feeling divided, feeling alone, in opposition to, disconnected from our essence, disconnected from source, disconnected from each other. So in order to be a spiritual warrior, uppercase, bold, underline, italicized, preferably in Helvetica font, in order to be spiritual warriors, we need to have proper, right, correct identification. We need to identify as love, as truth, as children of the divine, as a ray in the great light that created it all, as our original selves, as connected to our own souls. We are, this. these bodies are not what we are. The body, the lifestyle, the brand, your name, your family, your success, your awards, your doctorate, your list, your resume, your pedigree, it's not who you are. It's all part of who you are. It's necessary. It's touched by life and spirit. But all this identity stuff is just the tip of the iceberg that is the vastness of who we are. It's just like a little necklace, a little a little ornament that your soul puts on to walk through the world. The soul just crams itself into the suitcase called a body to come into this dimension to do its healing work. But we're not the suitcase. We're the whole journey. We're the experience. We're not the cloud. We're the sky. So to be a true spiritual warrior, you need to identify as a spiritual being as love, as divine, as energy itself moving through multiple dimensions. All right, so we get our identities on track with life force. And when that happens, when we get in touch with our vastness, our lovingness, our unlimitedness, then our oneness awareness starts to increase. We see, we feel, we experience, we know that we are connected to every other being, every human, 
every plant, every animal, all sentient life on the planet. And when we're aware of that interconnectedness, we are less likely to want to do harm, and we are more likely to embody harmlessness as a virtue. Harmlessness is not the same as kindness, although kindness can have a lot to do with not causing harm. Kindness, also a virtue, is a more feminine quality. It's more yin. Kindness is not always the wise response when you are being confronted with attacking energy. Kindness is not the sharpest tool to pull out when you are in hostile, emotionally or physically violent situations. Wisdom knows this. But there is always, always, always a loving choice to be made in all conflict. And that loving choice is the virtue of harmlessness. So harmlessness is a positive force. It's very directive. It is abiding in love. Harmlessness is rooted in love. And love will always want what is the benefit for all beings. Okay, so then the next logical question is going to be, well, what kind of benefit do we want for the enemy, for the warmonger, for the perpetrator, for the carrier of violence? What harmlessness do we want for them? How do they benefit? Let's pause here and talk about Gandhi for a second. Or more... uh, properly, Gandhi. So I watched the movie Gandhi a couple weekends ago, because this is what I do for a good time now. I have sworn off violence in all forms of media, no longer doing shoot 'em, bang 'em up violent movies. Okay, so when we're on Netflix on a Saturday night, (laughs) me and my man, we watching Gandhi. All right. What really struck me about his presence, so we all know, I mean, he's one of the most exalted pacifists in recent human history. We all know that that pacifism, that vision that was rooted in humanitarianism, was a force that British colonialism could not contend with. I mean, all opposition just dissolved. It took many years. It was a lot of pain, a lot of brutality, a lot of massacre. But peace won in that circumstance, as peace always does. May we all live long enough to see peace winning across this globe. But what struck me with Gandhi, I learned how to properly pronounce it. I used to always call it Gandhi. I like Gandhi more, but let's just let's <laughs> let's just go with the truth. Gandhi was that his way of harmlessness never had him kowtow. He was a force. There's this incredible scene where Gandhi and his comrades are seated at a meeting table across from all the male, white, British colonialists who have raped and pillaged the nation's resources and literally massacred thousands of people. Gandhi does not once slander them. He does not call history into the conversation. There is no blaming 
where there could be so much blame. There is no shaming where there is such a ripe opportunity for extensive shaming. He just speaks the truth, which is, you need to leave. You need to leave. There's no hook. There's no arrogance. It's all spoken on behalf of the benefit of all beings. It's best for us, for you to leave. It's best for you to leave. Harmlessness. Now to bring that back down to the basics, you can't speak from that depth, that vastness of consciousness If you are, you and your ego and our woundedness and our unhealed selves and our shadow selves are fixated on staying small and divided, if we're setting out to like prove who's wrong and to uphold our twisted righteousness to get what we think is coming to us, it's only going to cause harm. This is the beauty of harmlessness as a virtue. When you stand in that place of abiding, when you abide in love, when you speak with the intention to do no harm and to have what's right and just come from that, then you're actually changing the situation. So being a pacifist, let's say, is not about being a pushover. Being a pacifist is about being the transmuter of the energy. And this is where we get into that space where we become the antidote instead of identifying as the opposition. We become the solution instead of being the analyzer of everything that's wrong. We become the upholder, the embodiment of the new way instead of the criticizer or the cop of all things that are wrong and how everything should be accounted for. Justice is balance. Justice is not necessarily focused on punishment. So you're going to walk into the war zone, into the conflict, into the argument, into the polarization, into the division, and you're going to be unified within yourself. So let's talk about Harmlessness for oneself and harmlessness for other people in the collective. Think about all those things that you're ashamed of. I'm going to talk a lot about this in upcoming podcasts, our fragmentation. But let's take a little jaunt around our fragmented self. So think of what you're ashamed of, the secrets you hold, the parts of yourself that you don't really want to deal with you're not proud of them, there's neglect. It's all of the things that you put on your porch. It's your old self that you're kind of cringy about right now. It's your weight gain. It's your neuroses. It's your embarrassment about your weight gain and your neuroses. It's your greed. It's your arrogance. It's the way you know that you can be a little bit manipulative. Yep. Okay. So So what we tend to do is we leave those things on the outskirts of ourselves, and we hope that with all of our self-helping, all of those neglected and rejected parts of ourselves will shape up magically, and we will bring those parts of ourselves forward, and we will be proud of them. And guess what? That's not how it works. 
because all of those neglected and rejected parts of ourselves just want to come home. They want what we consciously and unconsciously want. They want to be loved. And until they are loved, they're going to knock a little harder, a little faster, chat a little more, speak a little louder, and they will express themselves. All that stuff on the porch is going to express itself in the form of more fear, more anxiety, more greed, more neuroses, more manipulation, until it gets your attention, until you have to stop and say, okay, 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 I'm going to pour love on all of me. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to rest. I'm going to eat well. I'm going to speak more lovingly to myself and everybody around me. I'm going to approach the neglected and rejected parts of myself with the energy of harmlessness. I'm not going to attack the parts of myself that I have left on the fringe of my life. I am going to approach them with the intention to do no harm, to welcome them in so I can come into balance. No criticism, no blaming, no shaming, no critiquing. Just the overriding aspiration for harmony. Everything is welcomed into this space on behalf of love. Because we are all here to heal. And balance looks like, and then you fill in the blanks for yourself. Balance looks like this kind of work week, this kind of communication style, this meditation, this prayer, this relationship. You figure out what balance is for yourself. But you can't get to balance if you are creating more neglect and more rejection, more harm. You have to abide in harmlessness. To create communities of peace, boardrooms where there is representation, relationships where there is real flowing intimacy, to relax the nervous system of the planet, we need to be spiritual warriors. And our tool, our methodology, is harmlessness. just want to pause for a moment while we're talking about virtues to let you know about my heart-centered leadership program. We are working with a curriculum that spiritual warriors are taking out into the world, whether they are coaches, facilitators, high school guidance counselors, yoga teachers, big HR company leaders, to have conversations about dissolving polarization and working with the shadow self and unity, and finding ways that we can love all those parts of ourselves that we've rejected so that we can be better leaders and communitarians. If you head to daniellelaporte.com slash facilitators, you will find the Heart-Centered Facilitator Program, which is right on time for idealists of all kinds. What's the practicality of that? How do we actually be that? How do we embody harmlessness? Well, the action of it is that we are going to pour our love on the situation. Again, this is not to be mistaken with that yin 
kindness, feminine energy that is appropriate a lot of the time, but not in dire conflict, okay? So pouring our love on the situation looks like this. We know that we are love. We have our identification correct. We are made from love, by love. We come from love. We can embody love. We are the stuff of inclusiveness, forgiveness, compassion, awareness. This is what we are, divine, expansive, divinely powerful, interconnected energy beings. And when you got that, what you do is you pour your love, your awareness, your loving consciousness onto all situations. That's how love becomes light. Love that is directed in the particular space becomes light. And we light up everything that needs to be lit up. We light up the injustices, the inequities, the marginalization, the factions of war, the subtle hostilities, the obvious hostilities, the violence, the injustice. We bring our love to bear on all of those situations. And why do we do that? So that we can heal as individuals and as a collective. We do it on behalf of all beings, all sentient life. Gandhi could not have sat at that table across from the oppressors, from the colonializers, from the people who wrought massacre on his people. If he had been thinking, I got to prove who's right and who's wrong in this situation, and I have got some father issues that I'm going to work out. Gandhi was aware of his true nature as a higher being. And being aware of his true nature, he could give the benefit of divinity in the person sitting across from him. Sometimes we are going to have to dig deep with the person that we are in conflict with. Whether it's a relative or someone who voted differently, someone who believes in particular forms of mandates or policies or oppressions or division. And we are going to have to trust and have faith, and to exalt our knowing that we all come from the same source. Some of us are more forgetful (laughs) of our origins of source than others, and you do not have to worry about when someone is going to wake up. You do not have to worry about someone else's karma. Each individual soul is responsible for their karma. You don't have to worry about when someone is going to get their comeuppance, or when the scales are going to get balanced. It is universal law that all things have to come into balance. So if someone has done things that are opposed to goodwill in any lifetime, they are going to make up for that sometime down the road. You just let their soul worry about them. As a spiritual warrior, you know that all beings are spiritual in nature, no matter how they behave in this dimension. This is what we want to check ourselves for when we are engaging in dissolving any kind of conflict. So you notice I didn't say when we're engaged in conflict. We're not there to fight. We're not there to war. We are there to heal. We are there to raise the vibration. We are here to be transformers and transmuters. So this is what we keep in mind. 
that all communication begins with intention. I could say this 108 times. All communication begins with intention. Underneath everything we say and we do in all forms, there is an intent. So as a spiritual warrior, what's the intent within your communication? Might I suggest that the intention is to benefit all beings. We make a dedication of merit in all of our interactions. It could be as simple as the Buddhist refrain, may the thoughts, words, and actions of my life today contribute to the happiness and freedom of all. May the thoughts, words, and actions of my life today contribute to the happiness and freedom of all. You can come up with your own dedication of merit, your own intention for healing, and that sits at the center of your heart, and that fuels your harmlessness. The space gets really tricky here for all of us (laughs) self-helpers and change agents and, you know, spiritual warriors because, I mean, what I've found for myself is a lot of the times when I think or I say that I'm communicating to create peace and harmony and, like, let's get somewhere better here and let's, like, mind the love in the situation, there can be a subtle way where, like, I'll say to myself, oh, I'm not trying to make the other person wrong. But underneath it all, I want to make sure that everybody knows that I am right. And when I get into that mode, that's my unhealed self. I know that. That's my inner child. That's my, that's my gnarly shadow that wants to stay divided and wants to keep underlining these sentences in my own sob story that I got to do everything myself, (laughs) that I am alone, that there's a reason for me to feel guilty about X, Y, and Z seven days a week. And when I am coming from that place, in order to perpetuate separateness and division, my ego we'll look for very subtle ways to cause blame in a situation that I say is all about reconciliation. I might subtly say something like, well, you tried this and it didn't work out, why don't we try this? Why do I even have to bring up what somebody tried that didn't work out? Just leave it. Spiritual warriorship, love, focuses on the energy of the solution and blame and shame and I'm right and you're wrong and here's why I'm wrong and you're right. That vibe is never going to create solutions. Okay, so that's the guiding question. What's the intention in your communication? And could it be that you hold in your heart that your intention is the healing, is the benefit, of all beings. It includes the enemy. doesn't mean that the enemy doesn't need to be banished to the fringes. As Gandhi would say, you need to leave. It doesn't mean that the solution isn't cutting off ties or not having somebody in your life anymore or someone needs to go into some form of confinement or justice has many faces. But the aspiration for love 
and for healing and cohesiveness is never eclipsed by the thirst for punishment or proving who was right and who was wrong. The next thing to keep in mind in terms of harmlessness is that we have to speak to the behavior, to the actions that are happening in a situation as opposed to the personality, the individual, or the person. So as spiritual warriors, you are so aware of your divinity. You are so aware of the universal truth that we all come from the same source and are eternally resourced by source and connected by source. You do not need to name call. You do not need to talk shit about anybody. There is no slandering. There are no low blows. You know who you are, and who you are is a transmuter of all that dense energy. We have to be careful that when we move into situations of confrontation and attack and potential continued attack, that we don't become the energy of that which we are fighting. Don't become the bully. Someone going to call you names. Don't call them names. You are fighting for freedom. Do not become the oppressor. You are fighting for equality. Do not find reasons to take things away from the people who have oppressed others. You are fighting for peace. Don't find ways to get hooked by the war. You're fighting for truth. Don't propagate illusions. Spiritual warriorship. Eyes on the prize of inclusiveness, of harmonizing, of divine love. No time for gossip. No time for petty. No blame, no shame, no hooks. Higher vision. Elegance. Wisdom. Transmutation. Remember, you have to assume the divinity in yourself and the divinity in others. Everybody. Same source. And then you can ask yourself three questions that the Buddha gifted us with, or some Buddha along the way. Before you speak, is it necessary? Is it kind? Is it true? Is it necessary? If your intention is to move this forward and to get everybody healed, do you really need to say that one thing about how someone didn't get it right this one time? Do you need to slander someone's character? Probably not. Is it necessary? There's power in silence. Is it kind? Now again, we're not talking about saying, here kitty kitty, when the saber-toothed tiger is coming to get you. Talking about harmlessness. But harmlessness is rooted in the heart. Is it kind? Can you speak without the intention for malice? Is there a hook? The heart space is so vast and so unlimited and so eternal that it neutralizes everything that you bring into it. So that charge that you have about wanting revenge or wanting to be right or about how someone has done you wrong and you just really want to point it out for the sake of clarity and just to be honest and above board, let's bring it all up. Mm -mm. That's all a hook. In the heart space, all those hooks and the desires to be right that are within those hooks 
You just pour love on them and they calm down. They don't need to come up and do their hooky work. They just chill. So you can speak calmly. Neutral does not mean disengaged. Neutral doesn't mean cold-hearted. Neutral means spacious heart. And is it true? Truth with a capital T, the universal truth, has us all know that we're all here to heal and everybody deserves the relief and the euphoria of healing. And I think that's the only truth you need to stick to in any kind of conflict because everything else is so filtered. Everything else comes from that 95% of our human awareness that's unconscious, our human unawareness. It's such a depressing metric, you know? Like, this is what Carl Jung proposed. 95% of our actions are coming from what I call the basement of our psyche. This is what Einstein believed, that we're really only engaging 5% of our intelligence. And what I think he meant by intelligence was consciousness. I used to find those stats pretty depressing. <laughs> but now but now I choose to believe, like, hey, that means I have 90% of divine power that's untapped, that's only, it's only up from this earthly plane. Who's a spiritual warrior now? All of us. All of us have the capacity to know that we can engage with love in all situations, that we can fight without causing harm. That it's not about speaking truth to so-called power, a power outside of ourselves. It's not about speaking truth to places and entities and demagogues and leaders that we have given way too much quote-unquote power to. I'll say it again, it's about being the power, the divine power that speaks truth, universal truth, that there is a way through to a new earth, to inclusiveness, to forgiving to generosity, to compassion, to joy. And the only way we get there is with the elegant solution of harmlessness. Don't take the bait to hate. Don't become that which we are fighting against. I know that a lot of mystics and spiritual teachers say that we're living in a time where this is a spiritual war. It's light versus dark. And like, I don't totally disagree with that. I believe that the light is within the dark. I believe that everything that is dark and dense and ignorant and what we would call evil has just forgotten its original source. I believe that the darkness wants to come home to the light. So when we embody the virtue, the elegant virtue of harmlessness, of righteousness on behalf of unity. When we become spiritual warriors, everything gets to come home. Person by person, fragment by fragment, ideologies and policies 
aggressions and violence and hurt and pain all being welcomed in because there's no hook there's just the vision for what we know to be true that love is the only way that love is what we're made of that love never ever sets out to cause harm thank you so much for listening for feeling for spreading the word with love